Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. We are joined by Action Network NFL expert Chris Raybon, who will be providing us with an NFL free agency update in the NFC. We already did our AFC episode, so we continue. Again, we're talking team by team. We'll go in division order, additions, departures, quarterback market, draft capital, whatever. If we have to talk cap space, we will. Raybon can do that, too. Uh, we'll focus on the NFC. We'll start with the NFC representative in the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles. They retained a lot. Didn't add a lot, but they retained quite a bit. Darius Slay, that was a roller coaster story. Turns out they did bring him back. Fletcher Cox returns. They had some fringe depth pieces, Mariota quarterback, Penny at running back. They do lose some, some key names, though. C.J. Gardner-Johnson to Detroit. Miles Sanders to Carolina. Javon Hargrave to San Francisco. The reigning NFC champs, Raybon, are they in a position to be just fine to make another run next year? I think they'll be able to make another run. I think it'll be a little bit uh, more competitive, even within the division, uh, which was surprisingly competitive last year uh, among the other three teams. The Eagles kind of ran away with it, but uh, you know, I look at some of the guys they they lost, you know, Miles Sanders. Well, they they signed Rashad Penny. OK, you know, it's not really a, it's a kind of a, a, a wash. Um, you know, they add Greedy Williams, you know, Gardner Johnson. Uh, it, it, it's a, somewhat of a loss, but, uh, you know, he was a little bit inconsistent as well. They do have that deep uh, defensive line. So even losing Hargrave, who was a, a very good player for them, um, you know, may not hurt them as much as it does. Most teams, uh, I, I like getting Mariota to back up Hurts. I think that gives you kind of a similar type of player, um, you know, in that backup role that that has started games. Uh, you know, lost a little bit of offensive line depth. Uh, I think the, the the big thing might be, you know, you lose uh, linebackers, White. You lose uh, T.J. Edwards as well. So you know, Nicobe Dean is going to have to take a big step forward here in year two. I think that that's kind of my concern is that that second level of the defense. And of course the, the losing the coordinators, right? You lose. This is true. I didn't mention it. And you lose Steichen, you know, both of those guys, I think those will be the bigger losses. So it, are the Eagles better than last year? No, they're not going to catch people by surprise this year. And I think the NFC East, uh, as we'll talk about uh, is probably better. Um, so the Eagles are still, I think, you know, one of the top teams in the NFC right there with the Niners, but uh, I don't think they're better than last year. Uh, I think if they can, if they can kind of be play to a similar quality as they did last year, if, if they can kind of field a roster and, and a team that's of similar quality, I think they'd be happy with that. And they'll be right in that, in that conversation. But uh, in terms of betting value, I think last year was the year to get in, you know, on the Eagles. And now you have some, you know, as we'll talk about some other intriguing teams here 
in the NFC, which, you know, unlike the AFC where it tends to be the same few teams, this NFC, I mean, you, you, you see teams kind of jump up out of nowhere, kind of like the Eagles did last year. Um, you know, so I, I think the NFC is where you kind of want to take more long shots. And so the Eagles aren't a team that I'll be investing too much in. Uh, I think they, they, they'll be, they'll be happy to just stay uh, just as good as they were last year, but I don't think they got better. Yeah. They don't fit the criteria for uh, the new uh, team that could take, take the leap. They, they did that. They did, they did their leap. They're there. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing we're trying to find other teams and that relates to quarterback. And we'll get to this as the episode continues a lot of movement in this conference because teams are just still trying to figure it out. There's more stability in the other conference, like you said, top heavy. And even the teams that are kind of in the middle, they've got some pieces, but we kind of have it. We have a feel for who they are. NFC, there's so much uncertainty. Dallas is a team. I think we know who they are, but it all depends on how they execute plus 1500 on FanDuel to win the Super Bowl sixth highest uh six shortest odds they add brandon cooks over the weekend at receiver leighton vanderesh he's re-signed stefan gilmore added at corner these all sounds good to me they lose zeke elliott they decide to release zeke elliott they addition by subtraction <laughs> addition by subtraction yes tony pollard on the franchise tag uh they lose connor mcgovern on the o-line and kellen moore is no longer their play caller so maybe when i asked you in the other podcast about the chargers Maybe the Kellen Moore question is how much does this affect Dak and Mike McCarthy and that whole operation? But they do add some some key names. I mean, Cooks and Gilmore are good players. Yeah, I, I think this is this has been a good offseason for Dallas. You add yeah. legit stars at very important positions in wide receiver and cornerback, and uh, you get rid of Zeke, which you know at this point I think was holding them back. Uh, I think the offensive line still has enough pieces. Uh, you know, with with the Smiths and and, and you still got Martin and Martin. and, and Steele, like you, you got enough pieces there uh, on the line, so I don't really see a, a major weakness uh, on across. You know, on the offense, you know, I think that the, the tight ends, if, you know, it doesn't look like they're gonna get uh, uh, Dalton Schultz back. Uh, they might. I mean, if not, I think Ferguson, Hendershot, those guys will have to step up, uh, but. You know, still doesn't look like many weaknesses on offense. Now, Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays. Brian Schottenheimer is the OC. That's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that that's an improvement over Kellen Moore. But, uh, you know, ho the hope is, I think, if it can just be a lateral move, you know, this team is is very good as it is. I think adding Cooks was kind of the key. And you're also going to have Gallup now a year removed, another year removed from that injury. So, I think the team, you know, you didn't need to do a whole lot there. I don't know if play calling is really what puts you over the top as much as, you know, adding another receiving threat because, you know, they had Noah Brown and they dusted off T.Y. Hilton. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that's re really where the issues were on offense. Now, on defense, they, you know, they resigned a lot of guys, but I think that Gilmore addition is big. Uh, you know, so I like the offseason for the Cowboys. I think they're kind of sitting here now in position – you know, to, to, to give the Eagles a, a run for their money. You know, they, they, they added some guys they needed to add. They, they dropped guys they needed to drop. They didn't really lose anything major of note that, that, that makes you worry. Uh, they, they tend to want to develop other draft picks and then they have, they have a pick in each round. So uh, I think Dallas is sitting, sitting pretty good here to, to challenge Philly this year. And they weren't super far off last year to be nope. honest, but it, I just think, you know, some of those key holes, like, you know, the cornerback depth, the, the receiver depth held them back. Well, we, we saw a game, two games last year where each team had a starting quarterback out. Yeah. The game in October when Cooper Rush played and not Dak. And then the game later in the year in December where Gardner Minshew played, but Dak played. Um, but yeah, these are moves. I think they still think there was a gap. The gap has, has shrunk though. I think between yeah. Dallas and Philadelphia, Giants were one of the shockers of 2022. Uh, Brian Dayball rallies that team together. Daniel Jones, he still he only threw 15 touchdown passes, but he got he got a big contract, so he's the guy. Uh, Daniel Jones is the quarterback, so that's not an addition, but that's they they sure that up for for years to come. They add Darren Waller, they give up just a third round pick. Paris Campbell in at receiver, still not sure what the deal is with Darius Slayton. They do add at linebacker as well. Uh, uh, 
Oker Okarike, I think is how you say his last name. Okarike. Okarike, sorry. Yeah. Okarike from Indy. Uh was their one of their pickups at linebacker in the offseason. Um I, I don't know if personnel was the problem. They they've got to let Daniel Jones be more of a they've got to figure out another dynamic in his game, turn the page on another layer. Is there another layer to Daniel Jones that can take them another step? So personnel-wise, though, I don't think they're about the same team. Yeah, I mean, I think they had a really – they had a busy offseason. Uh, so, uh, you know, let, let me just give people an idea of some of the moves they made because they made so many moves. Daniel Jones resigns four years, 160 mil. Saquon Barkley back on the franchise tag. Brita, the backup also resigned. Wide receiver, they add Paris Campbell on a one-year deal. Uh, they resigned. They did resign Darius Slayton. They resigned Isaiah Hodgins. He'll be playing for under a mil this year. Oh, they did get so they did get uh, yeah. the Slayton deal done. They did get Slayton done. Okay, Hodgins is back for for a, a major discount. Yep. Um, uh, and then they 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 signed Sterling Shepard to a two year deal. Might not get anything out of him, but you know, good locker room presence at at the least. I haven't and, heard uh, Kenny Galladay's name yet. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> done. Um, but you know, you look at the and then you know they add Darren Waller at, at tight end, um, and. Then you mentioned Okereke, four years, 40 mil, 22 guaranteed. That gives him a, a presence on the on the inside. He was probably worth more to them uh, than most teams at this point because they really needed somebody at, at that second level of the defense. Uh, and, uh, you know, they add Rakeem Nunez-Roches, interior lineman from Tampa Bay. So they were very busy. They still have, you know, all their draft picks. So this is – they've they what they've done is they've kind of gone – you know, the New England route, they want a lot of depth. And but they actually do have pretty decent depth now uh, across the board. So if they're able to hit in some draft picks, they're going to be, I think, in that conversation, you know, you know, right there with Dallas. Now, it's really going to come down to, I think, you probably, you know, even with all the receiving depth they had, I, I would still like to see them add, you know, uh, a guy in the draft that could become, you know, a number one you know, in, in the future for, for Daniel Jones. Cause I really think that's what he's missing. You can't count on Waller to stay healthy. I think at this point is any, and you know, he's a tight end. I know he's kind of more like a glorified receiver, but um, you don't know about the chemistry. So I think ideally if you've committed to Daniel Jones, now you need to, you know, you, you filled a lot of holes very efficiently um, in free agency. I think now you need to really use that draft capital and it's another team. I think go out and get some stars. You know, you have you probably have one budding on defense in, in Thibodeau, uh, and, and you know a couple on that line uh, aside from him. But I think you need more stars on offense to go along with Saquon uh, and this giant team. You know, another team that's going to be across the board uh, a pretty solid, you know, a pretty solid roster across the board. Uh, another another guy in the secondary as well. Okay, I'd like to see them go wide receiver. I'd like to see them go cornerback. Yeah. Um. And and you and then you hope Neil takes a step forward at right tackle like. Thomas did uh, the year before. Thomas is now, uh, you know, he was a top three tackle last year. Neil was not nearly as good. So, um, you know, the, this giant team could be very dangerous. I think they have a ton of upside. And I know Philly and Dallas are probably going to get all the love and people are going to look at Jones and say, uh, you know, the Giants are going to be mediocre. But I actually thought Jones played very well last year. I, I think the, you know, the touchdowns are just more of a, uh, an indictment on the receiving core. I mean, he was playing with Hodgins and, and Slayton yeah. as his top receivers, but you know, Waller's not enough. Yeah, you know, again, I I I think they need to use that draft capital and, and draft a a future number one. Yeah, they've got a lot of threes and fours, but your threes and fours look a right. lot better when they're not being twos and threes. Exactly. And we all know, like when you go out and get one guy, it changes everything how you look at depth. So that's fair. Um, because I, I I a lot of what I said to set you up was I don't know if there's anything more I can find out unless they let the quarterback that they allow him to throw more, but maybe the, the reason why they're not throwing as much is because it's not just the trust in the quarterbacks, it's the trust in what's around them outside of the running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. They need some more uh, weapon weaponry um, at receiver. Okay. Let's move on to the, Oh, so the commanders, still have the commanders uh, left in the NFC East. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is their option right now at quarterback. Yeah. They add Andrew Wiley at right tackle. They do lose uh, Holcomb to free agency. What are the, what are the commander in the, I don't know what their owner situation is. Like what are the commanders trying to do? Um, it just seems like they're just in, in a, in a the, the constant cycle of, we don't know what we want to do yet. They have pieces though. They have talent on that, on that team. Yeah. I, I think they're in a tougher spot because I, I do think that 
I think the Giants have gotten better. I think the Cowboys have gotten better. I think the Eagles, you know, were very good and didn't really fall off too much. Um, you know, we'll see what ha- you see how the, the the loss of the coordinators affects them. But overall, I think I think there's more separation now between the top three and, and Washington. And you know, they don't really have a ton of cap space. Uh, they're bottom five in cap space right now. And I just I don't think the roster is is, is there yet to, to compete with these other teams. Now, uh, you know, they do have a decent amount of draft picks. They, they drafted 16th overall. Uh, they have the 47, the 97, the 118, um, the 150. So they have they have uh, they have a decent amount of picks. But you know, Eric Bieniemy is he really going to move the needle? Jacoby Brissett is he really going to move the needle? I don't know. Wiley was average at best. They added him at tackle. Um, yep. a lot, the additions they they have were pretty average players at best. You know, Wiley, Nick Gates, uh, the the interior lineman from the Giants, Cody Barton, the linebacker from Seattle. They lost Cole Holcomb, who was a better linebacker, uh, to Pittsburgh. So I don't think Washington really got better uh, either. Uh, you know, so it, it, they're really relying on a draft here. They don't have much cap space. So I think there's a, there's a gap between Washington at four and the Giants at, at three in this division. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, let's go on to the NFC North. We'll start with the Vikings. They were the division winner last year. So Nick Mullins in as the new backup quarterback to Kirk Cousins. I know that wasn't the highlight of their offseason. I'm getting there. Well, yeah, I think he was there last year. I think, he re- I think that was a re-sign. A re-sign. Was- okay, yeah. so Mullins, yes, that's right. Mullins re-upped. Marcus Davenport added a defensive mm-hmm. end. They, lo- they lose Adam Thielen. We-, we just found out about this. Thielen to Carolina. We'll get to the Panthers. Panthers and Bears are going to be fun to talk about on this yep. podcast. I think folks are get- sensing that. Thielen, Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Tomlinson, all out for Minnesota. I well, don't bury your leads on the other teams, but I think the Vikings, to, to ask them, so two years ago, they couldn't win any one-score games. Last year, they win every one-score game ever. In, it's just unbelievable luck. That's a whole other discussion as well. Can they meet somewhere in the middle with this current construction of their roster? I would not bet on it. <laughs> um, you know, you look at this team last year and they were a, a bottom six team in terms of overall DVOA, you know, as you kind of alluded to, they got very lucky with their one score luck, um, which is something that tends to regress to the mean in future years. Uh, you know, I, I don't see I, I, in terms of the talent on defense, I don't see them really getting better. I mean, you replace Peterson with Byron Murphy, um, you know, maybe long-term that that's a, a plus, but you know, Peterson was the better player last year. Uh, Davenport is nice, but you do lose a, a very good player on the line in, in Tomlinson. Uh, you add Josh Oliver, which, you know, good blocking tight end. But, I mean, tight end wasn't really your problem. Uh, Dean Lowry was kind of, you know, so-so for Green Bay last year. Um, you re-sign Alexander Madison. You know, what does that mean for Dalvin Cook? Uh, I think the big thing here, two things. One, if you're going to look for improvement on defense, I think it's going to come less from, you know, what you did in free agency and more from Brian Flores coming in at defensive coordinator to replace Ed Donatel. Cause Donatel's scheme was, was just, it just was too vanilla and, and they, and they were not good on defense. And, but you also look at, at the draft capital here and they've only got five total draft picks uh, and, and nothing in round two. So I, I don't know how much better, this team can really get. I think a lot of it is just going to have to come from, from scheme defensively 
And, uh, you know, they're going to have to kind of mitigate some of this regression to the mean in, in this one score look. And, you know, even on offense, you know, I know Cousins had some big games, but uh, it, it was it was inefficient at times. I mean, you know, Cousins was taking a lot of attempts to move the ball up and down the field, even with Justin Jefferson. I, I do think, you know, at this point, maybe Thielen, um, you know, wasn't adding as much. Like, I don't think the loss of Thielen hurts as much as it may have, you know, a year or two ago but you're still going to have to replace that piece at receiver. So yeah, I, I would bet on this team taking, taking a step back, perhaps a major step back given uh, how these other teams are sitting here in this division. Like it's not out of the question that Minnesota finishes in last place. The lions, they, they're, they're the fun. They're no longer the fun sleeping uh, underdog here. I think folks are pretty aware that this team could be, could be good. The Lions, uh, I think, I sorry, I just had it up here. They are the favorite. Yes, they are the favorite to win their division at plus 130 on FanDuel. NFC North winner, Detroit Lions, plus 130. They make additions in the secondary. They get C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Cam Sutton. They do lose Jamal Williams out of the backfield, and they bring that up because of the uncertainty of DeAndre Swift's health. And I think Williams had a great year last year. If you had him in fantasy, I know he was probably awesome because of all the touchdowns. Are the Lions for real? I think so. I like their coaching staff. I think Jared Goff, uh, you know, especially playing his home games indoors, uh, is giving you above average play at this point with that, with the weapons, with the with the good old line, with the weapons that they have. And defense is really what you had to fix. You added, first of all, you got a lot better over, over the second half of the year on defense, but, you know, still 23rd in DVOA against the pass. So adding Sutton, uh, Emmanuel Mosley at corner, Gardner Johnson, who can play safety or corner. Uh, you know, those are some big additions for them. And then you mentioned Jamal Williams, you know, but they did add David Montgomery. So uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't think that you're really losing anything um, from that perspective. So I think this is a very solid all around roster and uh, a lot of upside. Now, you know, the as the favorite in this division, you would like to, you'd still like to see a little bit longer odds. I mean, the hype is, you know, the, the hype train has left the station with this team. I, I do think it's warranted, though, um, because everything we've seen, you know, coaching-wise, just how they're putting guys in positions, uh, I, I think this team can be very, very competitive on a week-to-week basis. I think the biggest thing you worry about is, you know, how much can that defense improve from last year? Because, you know, Jared Goff outdoors sometimes, especially late in the year in the cold weather is, 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 not, is a different quarterback. And that's what you're going to need to go deep in the playoffs. So, you know, a, a better defense would, would help that a, a lot. I, I think the weapons are there. Everything else is in place. So this is a team that's kind of set up well for now and and for the future. I mean, they got they got five picks in the top 81 this year. So it's not just the roster we're looking at on paper, which looks pretty good. Uh, it could even be better than that when it's all said and done. So uh, I, I am I am very bullish on this Lions team, uh, both short and long term. I don't know, though. They're not going to have many, not many. They'll have some, but not many underdog spots this year based on this. Based yeah. on these. Oh, no. It, 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 deservedly so, though. You know, just, I mean, Green I'm, I'm going to miss get, that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Green we'll Bay's going to get worse. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, what's up with Minnesota, but Minnesota looks like they're going to take a step back. So it could be Detroit and Chicago this year for the, for the division. We'll get to Chicago. We'll go to Green Bay first. Then we'll hit Chicago, the Packers. We think so. We we talked about this in the AFC episode about Rodgers being out. That feels inevitable. Mm-hmm. Nothing about the Packers relationship. It's all well and good. They'll, they're going to be, you know, long-term, they're great. But right now in the immediate, they don't want him. I think he's kind of sensed it that he's moved on. I don't see any chance of that happening, of him staying there. They want to go on to Jordan Love. They lose Lazard, but they've got a nice, Aaron Jones will be back at running back. I want to see what, I think they need to see what Jordan Love looks like. So they figure out what they want to do with him from a contractual standpoint, if they want to commit to him long-term as the guy, what I haven't heard your opinion of Jordan Love and what you would make of the Packers. What, what could they do to make the Jordan Love experience more comfortable and make this moving on from Aaron Rodgers relationship easier? I think Jordan Love looked good in limited action. I think he looked good enough to warrant, you know, giving him this, this kind of, you know, prove it year, whatever you want to call it, you know, audition year. Um, Now, the receiver room still, I think, you know, you have 
Christian Watson, he looks like he's going to be a star. Uh, yep. Romeo Dobbs is kind of hit or miss. You know, you know, he had some potential, but who knows? Same thing with Samori Ture. Uh, tight end still is a is a whole, you know, Tunyon's gone, but he wasn't the same after his injury. So I, I do think you need more at the pass catching positions to make Jordan Love's job uh, easier. I think the O-line will still be uh, in good shape. I don't love that they brought back Joe Barry at defensive coordinator. Uh, so, you know, overall, I think I, I think the Packers, you know, probably are going to be a mediocre team, but I think they have a little more downside than up because I, I really think they should have changed defensive coordinators. Their defense just seems to underperform every year, uh, regardless of how much talent they have. And they tend to have a, a good amount of it on defense. So, uh, that that's kind of my worry there. And then, yeah, you, you, you might need, you know, two, three, four, um, you know, guys at wide receiver and tight end. So, uh, you know, this is a team that I, I see them as kind of a six, you know, a five to 10 win team, but probably trending more towards the, the, you know, the six, seven, eight wins um, kind of just below average uh, for, for at least this year. Okay. And again, we'll find out what happens with Rodgers, but I think it's going to be Jordan Love. Regardless, I think Rodgers might be on the roster, but it could be they, they're going to play Jordan Love. And finally, the Bears, which they are not, they're, they're last, but certainly not least because of they're just so compelling. And I think there, there's some value that if you jumped in before they made this move for uh, getting all the picks they did for the number one pick, they traded the number one pick to Carolina. Bears get back a future first nine this year, a future second. They get DJ Moore who got buried in that mm-hmm. Schefter tweet on the bottom of that list. Oh yeah. There's, there's just DJ Moore. No big deal. Loved what they've done so far. They bring in Foreman, the running back from Carolina Tunyon at tight end Walker to back up fields. They add Nate Davis from the Titans. Um, they don't have the number one pick, but they get a lot for it. I I'm just guessing you got to, I, I would imagine you have some interest in bears futures. Yes, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned the Lions, you know, should should be right there, but their price, what was it, plus 130 at the top of that division. Mm-hmm. The Bears are plus 320, and I think they're in position to potentially win this division this year because Justin Fields, you know, if he could just take a step forward with the new weapons, DJ Moore, as you mentioned, a, a better run game, um, or even just this, you know, similar run game. You're going to have Herbert back. Foreman, I thought thought was very good. Uh, you have the number one receiver in DJ Moore. Now Nate Davis was a top uh, twenty guard, uh, yep. and then on defense, you had Demarcus Walker. He was a, a top twenty five uh, guy in the edge. Billings, top twenty guy inside. Uh, Edwards at linebacker, top six guy. Tremaine Edmonds, a top eight guy at linebacker. So you know that was the the big issue was that defense that was just dead last in DVOA that defense is going to improve. You have the most cap space in the league. You have 10 picks. You have four in the top 64. I mean, there's just so much draft capital, so much, so much maneuverability and the roster is already significantly more talented and, and pretty much everyone you had in free agency is a good player. That was, you know, playing at a, a you know, near the top of their, uh, of their position last season. So I, I think this Bears team has a ton of upside. I think they're going to be right there. And that's why I, I, you know, I'm not as high on the Vikings and the Packers because I think if anyone's going to challenge this, this Lions team is going to be the Bears. And I think it should be a lot closer than that, you know, plus 130 for the Lions, plus 320 for the Bears. I think it should be a lot closer um, because, you know, what is the Bears, you know, really lack that the Lions don't? I mean, you know, I think Justin Fields, you know, you can't say quarterback Jared Goff versus Justin Fields. You know, he's still got some work to do on the offensive line, I think, uh, for the Bears. But that's not even in terrible shape with the, with the Davis edition. And, yep. uh, you know, the the, uh, the the tackle played well last year. So I like this Bears team a lot. Uh, you know, I, I think in the future they're set up really well. But I think, you know, they may surprise some people as early as this year. You know, it's just they're just – there's just so much they can still add to this roster uh, with all the draft capital and cap space that they have. When the off season or right when last year ended 2022, I think the bears opened at 
40 to one to win the conference. And now they're at 28 to one in the NFC Super Bowl. They are at on FanDuel plus 5,000. So I think there's still some value there in the bears if they get their picks right and they hit and at the coaching too, I've, I've got questions, but if they can get, get the most out of fields, it's pretty good on the rookie contract build around them. Yep. That's the key. He's got fields on a rookie contract. He can run. Uh, his weapons should be a ton better. His line should be better. His defense should be better. Uh, yeah. There's a lot to like with the Chicago bears. You know, I, w- I was thinking before we recorded that the NFC South could be really boring and be kind of a snoozer, but I don't know. This is pretty fun because of that trade. There's a lot of movement. I'm, I don't know. I have no idea about this division, about who's going to win it. I, I have a, I think I have a clue. Like, I think it, I think I have an idea who's good, but it wouldn't surprise me if any four of these teams like, got it figured out. Maybe Atlanta would be surprising, but we'll start with Tampa. Baker Mayfield, a quarterback, could earn up to $8.5 million in the contract that he signed. It's a one-year deal for Mayfield. Jamal Dean re-signed. That was a surprise. I think a lot of folks thought Dean would leave in free agency. Chase Edmonds in at running back. They release Leonard Fournette. And Tom Brady definitely, I think, now retired. So Baker in, Brady out in Tampa with Todd Bowles as the coach still. What do you think of the Bucs? They seem like a team that's going to be stuck in purgatory at best. You know, Baker, uh, I don't think he's the long-term solution. He had a couple of good games for the Rams. Had a couple of, a lot of not-so-good ones over the past couple of years as well. Uh, you saw what can happen when, you know, this roster suffers some injuries, and when guys don't play quite up to, to what you expect them to play for, play, and now you don't have Tom Brady to, to even cover for that. So, and, and Todd Bowles, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't think he is anywhere near as as good of a coach as Bruce Arians was. So I think this team could just continues to take a step back. Um, now, again, this division, you know, depending on what happens in the draft with these, you know, with the other teams uh, or, or particularly Carolina, I think, um, you know, there are some question marks still, but and it's wide open. But I, I just don't see Tampa Bay as as a team that. I, I think is going to kind of rebound here. I think, I think, you know, if anything, they're going to take a step back uh, without, without Tom Brady, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you know, are they going to still be as hungry? They still have a lot of guys that did win the ring a couple of years ago. Uh, but overall they didn't really get better in, in, in free agency. I mean, they lost Shaq Mason, Nunez Roaches, Fournette, Mike Edwards. Uh, the additions were few and far between. So, uh, yeah, uh, Tampa Bay. I'm not. I'm not excited about them at all. Okay. See, I, I, that that build up I had, and I said, let's just get Tampa out of the way. I kind of agree. Okay. <laughs> let's go to the Panthers. Yeah. They were fun. You bet. You bet on this team a lot down the stretch last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. They were fun. They they were a fun team. And because they lost McCaffrey, they moved on from the coach. But they were a feisty bunch, and it's it's like a whole new team though. Yeah. So they get the number one pick. That's the that's the headliner. They get the number one pick from uh, from the Bears. They add Miles Sanders. Frank Wright is their head coach. They just got Adam Thielen. They got Hayden Hurst. Andy Dalton is their quarterback for now. He's their established veteran quarterback. Von Bell from the Bengals. Shy Tuttle from the Saints. Ton of moves by Carolina. They've got uh, now they they gave up some draft picks to go get one, but that works when you're going to go spend money. No DJ Moore. Foreman's out as we talked about with the Bears. I mean, I guess I'm not sure how much Stroud, Richardson, can Frank Frank Reich's got a lot to work with though in that offense. Yeah, this team does have some upside, but at the same time, you know, we saw them improve drastically when when Wilkes kind of took over as coach, and even with you know lesser talent a lot of the time, and you just wonder, you know, were they playing harder for him? Are they gonna? Are, is Frank Reich a guy who's gonna get them to play as hard because he? He never struck me as that guy, um, you know, in Indianapolis, but he he has had some winning seasons. But, you know, some of the guys that were key contributors, you know, Deontay Foreman, DJ Moore, they're gone. A, a lot of the guys they add are, are you know, kind of middling guys. I think Von Bell's a good addition, but, you know, Shai Tuttle, Desha- Deshaun Williams, Hayden Hurst, you know, even Miles Sanders, like these guys aren't moving the needle. Thielen's past his prime as well. So if you're just, you know, Thielen for more is a downgrade. So they still have to hit on a quarterback. Um, I think, I 
I'm just not a huge believer that Frank Reich is a needle mover uh, for a team like this. So I, I think, you know, I think this team's going to be a little overhyped um, just based on all of the change. But I, I see a lot of the things that, you know, they kind of hung their hat on down the stretch last year might not quite be the same, you know, like some of the key players that the coach, uh, you know, even Darnold, you know, you can have a new quarterback. It's just, I, I, I think this team's upside is kind of similar to, to maybe what, what Andy Dalton and the saints were doing last year. Interesting. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying, Oh, you know, I, I don't put Carolina in that Chicago um, bracket. I guess you could say, uh, I, I think Chicago's much more well positioned. You know, Carolina not quite as much draft capital. You know, they got the one, then they got the thirty nine to ninety three, and then they got three more uh, on day three. That's it. So I, I don't love Carolina quite as much, and I'm I'm just not sold on on anything being a major needle mover here. So I, I think things could actually. I think there's more downside at, at this point based on how you know everyone else is kind of looking at them in the market and saying, oh, this team might have some upside. I, I do. I like the aggressive move, you know, go get, go get the, the number one pick, but you got to make it work. And even if you do, uh, you know, I don't know if there's going to be much there, at least, you know, from what I, from my vantage point uh, in year one, even, even with an improved quarterback, I think there's just a lot of media mediocre players across, across this roster. Interesting. That makes sense. I mean, they could, they could hit on the quarterback, but they could the rate in the conference lately hasn't been great, or like it could be a Justin Fields thing where it could take a year or two mm-hmm. uh, to figure it That's out. That's what I think that, is the most likely. Yeah. They, they just got so many, the moves they made in the offseason. but I see your point because like the idea of betting on them at the end of last year was guys were playing for jobs too. Yeah. And I mean, and, what's the needle mover? Like what, what move is actually like outside of get, okay. You're going to, let's say you get a quarterback at one, one. Okay. But like, what are the movers a needle mover? Like Foreman was great. You can't say Miles Sanders is going to be yeah, this, an upgrade. True. You can't say Thielen's going to be an upgrade on more, you right. know, you know, Tuttle Williams, solid players. Von Bell is probably the best player they added, you know? So it, it, it's just like, I don't see a ton of needle movers, you know, obviously the quarterback has to be the needle mover, but year right. one, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. Once again, tune into our NFL draft episode, uh, which is coming out. We're recording Wednesday. We'll be out. Myself, Luke Swain, Travis Reed. We're giving you the latest how to bet the NFL draft and also just what's been going on. We haven't, have a, we haven't had an episode since that trade. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Okay, the Saints, they add Derek Carr. They bring in Jamal Williams after having a monster year. They restructure some deals for current players, Michael Thomas, Cam Jordan on the defense. They lose Davenport and Tuttle to free agency. Okay, so you just said it there a second ago. The Saints with Andy Dalton last year, eh, you know, they'll be they'll be in games or they'll they'll hang around 500. They went 7 and 10. What about Derek Carr now having a competent, we think while there's star players, the Saints are getting older on that side of the ball. Is is it like too little too late for Derek Carr to go to this team? Like maybe if he was there a couple of years ago with that defense and how their offense was playing, Derek Carr would be great. But is 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 does he move the needle in New Orleans? I don't know if he moves the needle. I think health, you know, is going to play a big factor too. I mean, if you can have if you, if you could keep Michael Thomas healthy. Uh, you know, Olave is great. You know, even he missed some games. Uh, I think Rashid Shaheed had some upside too. So I like the receivers. Uh, Johnson came on at tight end. Um, you know, the running back should be should be fine. I think the the, the tackle situation should be good. Uh, maybe I think the thing you worry about with Carr is okay. You know, going to a new system. 
can he, you know, is it going to be an issue kind of like it was when McDaniel comes over uh, and, and he just does not play well, you know, last year with, with, in a new system. So I think that's the biggest concern, but beyond that, I, I think, I think you're in a decent spot to at least win this division here. I mean, on defense, you still got, you still got, you know, I know you lost some guys uh, up front to, to, to teams in the division, but you still got Jordan. You still got uh, Carl Granderson on the, on the edge. Uh, you still got Davis at linebacker who is very good. You still got, uh, you know, a couple of good safeties as well. So I, I think this is still the most complete team. I, I think Derek Carr, you know, obviously is, is a concern in terms of how much he picks up the offense, but when you look at across the the division at the rosters and, and the quarterback situations of the other team, I, I think New Orleans should be a clear favorite. And I do think they have uh, some upside if they can, if they can stay healthy, especially if they can keep, you know, Thomas Olave, Shahid, uh, you know, on the field uh, at the same time for Derek Carr. I think, I think they will be in a, a pretty decent spot because they're going to pick up wins in the division if they can kind of keep everybody healthy. And they, they draft uh, – where are the Saints in the draft? They had to give one up, right, because of the um, – Sean. no, they got one from the Sean Payton trade. No, but that one went – what happened with the Sean Payton so draft pick? I, where, where did the shot? I'm not sure. I, I know they have the – let's see. They have the 29 – they have they eight picks in total. Yeah, yeah. The pick went to Philly. So, so they, they have, have – they still have – yeah, so they have a, they have a pick in each, in each of the first uh, – you know, in each of the first three rounds, and they have eight total. So, um, you know, nothing crazy there, but – uh, yeah, this I, I think this team right now is the best. Still has the best roster. It's not it's nothing special, but I still think they have the best roster in the division. And if they can stay healthy, I think they'll I think they'll be kind of the clear the clear favorite. Twenty nine. Yeah, they draft 29th. So they still have yeah. a first round pick. They're yeah. just not in the top ten. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. That. I think they have the 29th, the 40th, the 71st. Those are picks on days one and two. Saints plus money right now, plus 115 to win the uh, NFC South over at FanDuel. Okay, we'll wrap with the Atlanta Falcons. They also went 7-10. and 10. Heineke at quarterback. Desmond Ritter still on the roster. He was their draft pick out of Cincinnati last year. So no Mariota. Mariota's out. Mariota's in Philly. And they add John Smith. They give Jesse Bates a ton of money. They re-up Lindstrom at offensive line. Still, uh, they, and they there's the they're reportedly not in on Lamar Jackson, that bums me out. That he would fit in well there. I'm not sure what to make of the Falcons. Are they going to be horrible? <laughs> I don't think they're going to be horrible. Um, you know, they did, but I still don't like the quarterback situation. I mean, you still don't. I still don't think you have your quarterback of the future. You're still going to kind of be in this quarterback no man's land. Um, but you know, you do have some talent uh, at the skill positions, you know, young talent, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, um, Tyra Algier, you know, you have uh, a which should be a solid uh, offensive line, and you know, with the upside to be even better than that, the upside to be very good. Uh, and then you know, on defense, you add Anya Mata, you add Kate Nellis, you add Jesse Bates, uh, you still have AJ Terrell. So I do, I, I think this is the other team, you know, in this division that I see challenging New Orleans. You know, I think a lot of people might say it's Carolina. Some people might say, Hey, Tampa Bay still has, you know, a lot of the roster from, from the Super Bowl championship, even without Brady, maybe they can kind of, you know, stumble their way into a division title. But to me, Atlanta is a team with the, with, with the most upside. Cause I could see them, you know, still being uh, like, like still being an average team. And remember this team, even with Mariota last year, their offense was actually pretty solid for uh, much of the year. You know, they were, they were efficient because they were able to, to run the ball. They finished 13th in offensive DVOA third in, in rushing DVOA. So, you know, even with sub very bad quarterback play, uh, this is still an above average offense last year. Now, you know, maybe it's Heineke, maybe Ritter takes a step forward, or maybe, maybe they do something in the draft. Who knows? Maybe they, you know, we don't know, but I do think this team has upside. I, I think the O-line has a lot of upside. Uh, I think the secondary uh, can be solid, especially adding Bates. You have, you have two legit, you know, stars in that secondary and, and Bates and, uh, and, and Terrell, and you got, you got the young talent at the skill position. So 
I think Atlanta, to me, uh, is still the second best team in this division um, oh. at this point. Uh, oh, I think they're better than Carolina. I think Tampa Bay, I, I'm just not a believer in Baker Mayfield. I don't think Kyle Trask is ready. You know, maybe Tampa Bay, if Tampa Bay does something more than that at quarterback. Maybe we have we kind of restart the conversation. But right now, if I'm betting, it's New Orleans and it's Atlanta. Interesting. Okay. You're higher on Atlanta than I would have imagined, but all right, fair enough. Let's go to the uh, NFC West. Before we wrap, we'll start with the 49ers. San Francisco came up short. They got blasted by the Eagles in the NFC championship game. Their quarterback got hurt. The, uh, the story of Brock Purdy uh, came to a, a horrible end, but they add Sam Darnold in the off season. Javon Hargrave comes from Philly to San Francisco. They lose defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. He's now the Texans head coach. Garoppolo's out. They're still trying to figure out Trey Lance and what his health may be. But they've got, I mean, there were rumors about Debo Samuel earlier in the offseason, but Debo remains intact. They have McCaffrey for a full season. Kittle's back. Defensively, mostly intact from what they had last year. Mostly. They add Hargrave to that mix. Um... They did lose a little bit in the middle of the defense. Not much, but I think the Hargrave addition is a big one. San Francisco, I, I can't imagine there's a ton of value at this point with them. Um, but are they, what do you make of the, the, the dynamic of quarterback? The Darnold addition, can he sort of keep, you know, as I said, I've used this line before, keep the train on the tracks before they figure out what's up with Lance or Purdy because they're both banged up. Yeah, I, I think he can. I, I Part of the reason I was betting on Carolina so much down the stretch because I, I felt like Darnold was a, you know, he was playing well. He was playing well. He's playing within the system. Um, Obviously, now he's coming to to a, a new system. But, you know, he, I, I still think that, you know, you look at his, his draft pedigree, he was always expected to be a, a solid player. And you just look at the guys at San Francisco – have allowed to put up, you know, above average efficiency. I mean, it wasn't just Jimmy G, you know, guys like Nick Mullins were putting up, you know, eight yards in attempt at, at times in, in San Francisco. So uh, I think the fact that you ha- you add Darnold to, to a room with Purdy and Lance, you have, you don't have as much downside and you have a lot of upside uh, in that quarterback room and the rest of the roster, to your point is stacked. I mean, you, you, your additions on defense are, are Hargrave who was, you know, one of the top interior linemen uh, in the game. And you add Isaiah Oliver at corner. And he was a, a top 10 corner last year uh, in PFF grades. And you charge various ward was a top 10 corner as well. So, uh, you know, yes, you, you still want, you know, Diamador Lenore to, to take a step forward, but, and, and you do lose uh, ward, but you still have that. You still had, you had a embarrassment of riches at safety. So you still have Hufanga and Gibson who, who played very well there. And you, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, all pro play out of uh, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. So this roster is still stacked. They've shown they don't need, you know, uh, an, an elite quarterback with this roster. And uh, the roster remains intact. You know, we'll see, you know, losing D'Amico Ryans, maybe, you know, maybe they take a little bit of a step back, but it's hard to imagine a massive step back on defense just with all the talent they have. So, um, yeah, I think San Francisco – yeah, they are the favorite. I think they're like minus 150 to win the, the division, but I think they're a pretty safe bet because there's three different quarterbacks who you could play. And I don't think any one of them really, you know, knock their chances down. So, you know, they could, they could continue to suffer injuries at that position and, and still, you know, we saw them go all the way to the, the championship game. So uh, I, I think they're a safe bet, even though they're, they're slightly juiced here to win the division uh, because I just think there's a huge gap between them and everybody else. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan too has always had a lot of admiration for Sam Darnold. So he finally gets to see what he's got with him. That's true. That's a good point. We haven't seen Darnold, you know, he was, he was looking a lot better just, you know, with Carolina down the stretch and and, and that new coaching staff over the second half of the year. Now with an off season with Shanahan, I mean, we could see another step forward from Darnold and, you know, maybe, you know, we've seen them play well for, for short stretches and that might be all the 49ers need, you know, they can get, you know, six, seven games at a Darnold at the right time. That might be what they need. So uh, yeah, I, I, I really wouldn't have hesitation uh, about betting the Niners to win the division. It's not a sexy bet, but I, I do think there's, it's a pretty uh, high floor bet. 
minus 160 right now over at FanDuel. Yeah, yeah not sexy, that. but high floor. Okay. I'm I'm fascinated when if if and when Lance is ready by like week well he actually is is he gonna be ready by August? We don't know yet, right? Lance? I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and you know, even if he is, I I think there's gonna be a competition at quarterback. Yes. I, I would I would think, you know, yeah. as well as Purdy played and the fact that Darnold did show some upside. Um, I, I think just with given the guys you have in that room, I don't think it would be I don't know how you don't just say may the best man win at, at this point. You know, no one's really that established to where you can just kind of hand the, the reins to one guy. If, if anyone was that guy, I guess you'd probably just hand it to Purdy because he, he led you, you know, he played so well down the stretch, but now he's coming off an of injury. So yeah, I think it'll be a, a open competition. Seattle Seahawks retain Geno Smith at quarterback. They do pick high in the draft. Other than that, really quiet off season. Devin Bush signed in free agency, Julian Love at safety. They got Evan Brown on the offensive line. Uh, Michael Jackson, a corner, uh, signed to a deal, released Quentin Jefferson. Um, what do you, I guess they're a team, and again, tune into the draft show uh, that we do every week, the uh, Action Network podcast, NFL draft um, preview shows that we're doing each week now leading up to the draft in mid-April. What do, the, what do you make of the Seahawks sticking with Geno Smith, three years, 100-plus, um, and how they've constructed their team to try and stay in the hunt and keep up with a San Fran. Yeah, it, you know, San Fran's rosters are so great across the board that I think it's going to be hard for Seattle to overtake them. But, you know, if you're looking to fade San Francisco or you're just looking at, uh, you know, a, a team with some upside, I, I, I would look at Seattle uh, because the one thing that Seattle has, and that, and that San Francisco actually doesn't have, is early draft capital. San Francisco has a ton of picks in the draft. I believe they have 11 picks, but none before the third round. And, and that's the end of the third round. Right. The Seahawks have 10 picks. Four of those picks are in the top 52. So, and and we've seen how well the Seahawks have drafted at some of the, you know, some of the guys they found Tariq Woolen, uh, you know, stands out in, in the draft. So if they can hit on a few picks, like I don't think it's, it's going to be enough you know, they probably have to hit on, you know, three, four, all four, all four in, the, in those first four to, to, to even think of coming anywhere close to San Francisco. But I do think they have some upside, you know, to even to take this roster that we see on paper, which is, I, I would say, pretty average, you know, and, and take it into, you know, that above average, you know, to good territory. Because, you know, I do like Woolen. I, I think that secondary, you know, you still have Adams and, and, and Diggs. At this at safety, I think you can stand to to you know beat you know get better up front, uh, and maybe that's where a lot of the picks will go. Uh, but you have you know you have young guys on the all line, and uh, I think that they, you have some some room for growth there. You have good running back, good receivers. Geno Smith, you know, kind of changes whole changes whole games a lot better now. So uh, I think this is another one of these teams that does have some upside uh, to make a run, and and they have the draft capital to surprise some people because. You know, even once they make their picks, I think, you know, on paper, they're going to look better. But then we've just seen how some of these guys can have even more upside than you would think um, that this team is kind of unearthing. So uh, I'm I'm looking at the Seattle team and I'm going to be very interested in their draft with their four picks in the top 52. They're 10 in total. Uh, I, I like this team, you know, to, to make a playoff run. I don't think they overtake San Francisco, but if you're looking for a long shot, I think this has to be it in, in this division. And uh, I think this could be a legit playoff team uh, if they draft well. You're in Los Angeles, right? Yep. What's up with the Rams, man? Like Cooper <laughs> Cup got hurt. Stafford got hurt. A lot of guys got hurt. They lost Jalen Ramsey in the offseason. Baker Mayfield, that he chose not to bring back Mayfield. They, that's a sign that... Stafford's like, it's almost too quiet with the Rams. Very flashy team that would made a bunch of moves, win the Super Bowl, all in. And I haven't heard much about him. Like Sean McVay was rumored to maybe go to do television and now he wants to coach. I would like to think he doesn't want to coach a rebuild. What about, I don't know what to say about the Rams. Are they thinking like, well, we'll just get our team back. We'll be healthier. And then we'll, we'll go from there. I think, I think that's part of it, but I also think, this was they were kind of prepared for this as you know you go you, you win the Super Bowl you make a lot of win now moves and you're gonna have to pay for that at some point right. and yep. you know you paid for it last year and and you see this year I mean 
no nothing nothing of note you know in free agency in, in terms of the sign i mean they re-signed coleman shelton <laughs> uh, that's that's about I it write that one down right Sorry. yeah yeah uh you know <laughs> you lose Jalen ramsey to miami uh you know greg Gaines, but and, and stafford that you know he's still in limbo we're hearing trade talks with him so i almost wonder if this is a you know uh, the rams just viewing this as a rebuild year i mean trading ramsey would certainly suggest so uh they, ha- they do have 11 picks now none in round one but they do have 11 picks uh you know they have the 36th pick and, and that's in round two and then they have uh, a couple in round three as well so my sense is that they're looking at looking at this as a rebuild year i don't think i don't think they're really counting on matthew stafford um you know to go win them another Super Bowl, to be honest. I, I think, you know, if, if he wants to be here another year that, you know, he'll be here, but uh, you know, there's rumors of him retiring. There's rumors of him getting traded. And I just don't think the roster at this point uh, is in a position, you know, to, to compete with San Francisco and who, by the way, always has their number anyway. And, you right. know, you just look at this roster and it's in no position to to compete with San Francisco. So I think they're viewing this as a rebuild. I think, you know, I think the fact that McVay kind of said, okay, you know what? I do want to continue coaching. They probably looked and said, okay, if we want to get back to, you know, where you're going to Super Bowls every year, we might need, we might need to take this year and just kind of, you know, ride it out. And, you know, no one's going to question you. You got your, got the ring for us. Uh, You've been to two Super Bowls already. Um, So that, that's just my sense. I mean, I don't know how you look at it any other way, just given, given the roster, I, I don't see, I don't even see how they how especially once the draft is all said and done. Mm-hmm. I just don't even see how they how they compete with Seattle. Rams have three picks in the top 77. No first. That's mm-hmm. going to be a theme with this football team for a while. No first round picks again. Um okay, and we wrap with the Arizona Cardinals. Jonathan Gannon is their new head coach. No more Cliff Kingsbury, no our director of audio at Action Network. Matt, uh, Matt Mitchell is very sad about that. Uh, no more fading cliff. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? He's a loser, but he still keeps on trying. We don't know about DeAndre Hopkins yet, where he may end up, if he'll be back. This is kind of a mess. Kyler's hurt. We don't know Kyler's timetable, similar to what we talked about with Lance in the same division. Stafford, we don't... Now there's there's another this division. I mean, outside of I mean, and even San Francisco, a good team, they've got some questions. And Gino Gino is probably the only sure thing we know in this division at quarterback for the whole season. I think, um, depending on what they do, imagine they draft Richardson, then it's a whole cluster. Um, what what about the Cardinals? Can, can, is there any hope for this team the way they've participated in the off season? I <laughs> I hate writing off teams in. <laughs> In March, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say no because I, I think that you know like they've shown they can stay afloat with you know with, with Colt McCoy as a backup. Uh, but you know missing Kyler is a big loss. I, they obviously have talent at receiver, but it it, it looks so it looks a lot different if DeAndre Hopkins is not at the top of that depth chart and uh, the defense. You know Gannon is a defensive guy. But, you know, not not working with a ton, you know, you lose J.J. Watt, you lose uh, Zach Allen, you lose Byron Murphy. So you're going to have to – it's probably going to take a year for him to get the guys on that roster that he wants. Um, they do have nine total picks. Uh, they do have the number three overall. You know, they pick, you know, they pick third in the second round as well. And the third, and then they have a they have a they have the ninety six pick, so they do have decent draft capital. But when I look at this roster, uh, I just think it's going to need they're going to need more than one year. Yeah, I think the best they can hope for is maybe you know kind of out out hit outperforming their their win total, which I'm guessing will be probably like five and a half or something like that. Uh, and you know maybe they're a feisty you know six seven eight even eight win team, but I can't see this team having a winning record and challenging uh, San Francisco for the division title. We shall see. I mean, I've got FanDuel up right now. I only see one win total right now. It's the Saints at nine and a <laughs> half. 
I think they're not. I think they're they're kind of holding off on some of these until until we get more certainty, especially with Lamar Jackson still up in the air. And right, yeah. So, no question, Lamar and if Aaron Rodgers gets done, yeah, so. there's a lot a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a way for to remind everybody again. We have an AFC free agency update episode available where we talk Lamar, we talk about Aaron Rodgers if indeed he is a Jet. So check out the other one. We broke it up into two parts. Also, as a reminder, new episode of the March Madness Player Props episodes we've been doing for the tournament will be out Wednesday afternoon. Sean Kerner, Nick Giffen, myself, Sweet 16 Player Props. Nick Giffen's been crushing it. Kerner, too. Giffen's on a roll, so you want to tune into that. And also, starting Thursday, we'll have our new NFL Draft betting update uh, episode, which is coming to you every week leading into the draft. So, yes, Thursday is when our next draft episode will be available. I'll be with Luke Swain, a.k.a. Vegas Refund, and Travis Reed. For Chris Raybon, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in to our NFL free agency update NFC episode. And thanks for listening, as always, to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.